my name is Annette Bauer and I'm research fellow at PSIU, which stands for Personal Social Services Research Unit, um, and we are based at the London School of Economics and Political Science. So perinatal mental illness refers to mental illness um, during pregnancy as well as the year after birth, and it affects one in five women. It's already quite a challenging time for many women in terms of their changes in their financial situation, situation with their partners, family, but for those who are affected it's obviously um, a hard time and also there is a lot of evidence that shows that there's an impact on children and that relates to um, impact in form of emotional behaviour and cognitive development of children. service provision is highly patchy at the moment and until recently there hasn't been much policy attention on this area to actually ensure that change happens at a large enough scale. So for example we know um, that only 50% of women actually are identified with perinatal mental illnesses and of those only 60% get access to treatment and an even smaller proportion gets appropriate treatment. Also we know that there's a lot of focus at the moment on the postnatal period, whereas there is evidence that most symptoms of anxiety, or for, for most women symptoms of anxiety and depression for example, start already during the antenatal period. What has been shown is that during the antenatal period, it mainly refers to biological paths and so for example, one path is the increased stress in women that then leads to increased cortisol in women and that has through the womb an effect on the fetus and this is called fetal programming. And then the mechanisms after birth are more psychological and they refer to um, parenting behaviour and for example different abilities to actually breastfeed children and this is influenced by mental illnesses and has an impact on infant attachment. So in our study we looked at the cost to the public sector in form of for example um, NHS treatment, social care costs and um, school support um, and then we also looked at the cost from a broader societal perspective so that for example includes things like productivity losses to the individual and quality of life losses and what we try to do is to actually um, model the negative impact over the for lifetime for mothers and children so for mothers that also relates not only to the experience they had during the perinatal period, but also to subsequent experience they had as a result of the initial episode. Because there's evidence that mothers who had mental illness during this time, during the perinatal time, also are more likely to have subsequent episodes. So we were modeling um, the cost that has in terms of you know, treatment that becomes necessary to support women, but also the quality of life losses they experience. For children, we were modeling um, the full range of cost in terms of 
negative impact on emotional behavior and cognitive problems and also um, the need for potential treatment they might require but also things like um, school resources that might be needed for example to support special education children that have been identified as having special educational needs and also things like for example there's evidence that um, children are less likely to perform well in school um, and we measured those impacts and the cost that has to individuals over their lifetime in form of um, you know, reduced expected uh, earnings. Per woman giving birth that relates to just under um, 10,000 pounds and this refers to the three conditions that we were able to capture um, because there was enough evidence for those and that includes anxiety, depression and psychosis. And most of these costs refer to anxiety but still a fifth of these actually relate to public sector costs either in form for paying for treatment but also in form of paying for school support for children and criminal justice for example for children with behavior problems who are more likely to be involved in the criminal justice system. And what is important is that the spending is ensuring that there's equitable access to services across the country because um, that's at the moment a problem with some areas having a lot of services, relatively good support for women with perinatal mental illness and other areas almost having nothing in place to support women. It's also important that um, the distribution of, of funding goes into the identification and screening of women and support for women with low to moderate symptoms in community settings provided by health visitors, midwives and GPs, as well as funding that goes into more specialist services for women who experience more moderate to severe symptoms of perinatal mental illness. And this might include um, you know, community-based specialist perinatal care options and mother and baby units, for example. So we found that the largest proportion of costs actually related to children rather than to mothers and these are the potentially preventable costs if support is provided early enough. At the moment we don't know if negative child outcomes can be prevented and we need more research to go into this area. But there is a good chance that if we prevent early and if we find uh, we, if we are able to identify or help mothers to come forward with conditions and the experiences of mental illness early on, that we can reduce some of those negative child outcomes.